Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for the bigger picture with Ryan Huang. And Ryan, it's interesting because it's all about trying to read and uh, anticipate what to expect where the markets are concerned. You know, places like the Fed, they're looking at data, 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 jobs being one of them. Yeah, it's a glass half full or half empty. It depends on where you look and who you ask. And if you look at how the data has been pointing towards the US economy, we've got a rather resilient jobs market, but that seems to be bad news for markets. And we saw that playing out on Friday with a bad session. Mm. But the good news is, I guess, the week overall was positive. So let's unpack it with also what's to come in the coming days with Matthew Taylor. He is the Senior Director for FTI Consulting. Morning, Matt. How are you doing today? Morning, Ryan. Very well. Hope you are too. Yes, we are doing great and glad to be on the line because we want to look into what will be on the radar for investors. And let's start with how markets are setting up for this week, Matt. Yeah, it's not a good start to the trading week. As you were mentioning there, the markets that have already kicked off for the Monday trade, so Australia and New Zealand, down more than 1%. You mentioned we've got a huge bunch of the markets actually closed today for holidays. Some of the big ones in the region like Japan and South Korea but the markets that are trading in this part of the world really picking up where we saw the U.S. leave off on Friday. Uh, we did have a mixed jobs report. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment in the United States. But we did see the numbers interpreted essentially as being strong once again. So that pushed U.S. markets sharply lower on Friday. We had the Dow off by more than 600 points or more than 2%. The S&P 500 was down by about 2.8%. And the NASDAQ was weaker by about 3.8%. And that had a lot to do with, again, those fears about higher interest rates. And we saw money market rates on Friday move uh, higher. And, of course, we know that uh, the tech-sensitive stocks and the NASDAQ are particularly sensitive to higher rates. So that was why we saw the NASDAQ, the worst performer, down by about uh, 3.8%. But for the week, we did have a more positive session. You might remember at the start of last week, we had a number of these markets uh, rallying, but then towards uh, the end of the week, we saw things really starting to un unravel a little bit. But for the week, we had the Dow up by about 2%, the S&P 500 up by about 1%, and the NASDAQ gaining about three quarters of 1%. Earnings season is in focus as well. So far, number of companies stateside that have reported saying that a strong dollar is having an impact. And we know that the US dollar, as we continue to see the aggressive Federal Reserve, uh, continues to move from strength to strength. So that's now uh, having an impact on some of those corporate profit reports that we're getting out. Uh, we're also watching some other key asset classes as well at the start of the week, uh, particularly oil, after we saw that attack on bridge in Crimea at the weekend, this vital link connecting Russia and the annex Crimea region uh, was scared amid the ongoing hostilities between, of course, uh, Russia and Ukraine. The impact, though, that we're seeing in the oil markets play out, there was some expectation uh, that this could really further rattle oil markets after we had OPEC cut production last week. Uh, but when you look at the oil trade this morning, really not much in it. Oil prices are trading fairly flat. Yeah, a tone of caution, it seems like we are watching out for with uh, how markets are playing out. And you talked about how Friday's Wall Street session saw losses that trimmed the gains for what set out as a big comeback week for stocks. So let's look at that data that seemed to weigh on sentiment. And that was around the US jobs data. And we had the unemployment rate coming in at 
3.5%. That's down from the previous reading of 3.7% in the prior month. It seems to be, though, quite a mixed bag. Walk us through the data and how this will affect the Fed's thinking in the next meeting. Yeah, it was a mixed bag and it was a little bit of a difficult one to read. Uh, Of course, as you mentioned, we had that unemployment rate uh, falling further to 3.5%. But we did have the participation rate edge lower to 62.3%. So essentially what that means is uh, that there were less people participating Mm. in the workforce. So uh, the numbers, you know, perhaps a little bit skewed. Uh, The actual headline figure came in softer than expectations. We saw non-farm payrolls increase by about 263,000 for the month. That was lower than the expectation for about 275,000. It was weaker than the 315,000 that we got in the month of August uh, and tied for the lowest monthly increase that we've seen since April 2021, so way back about 18 months ago. However, we did see those Treasury yields spike and there are expectations because we had that unemployment rate number come in at that strong 3.5% that the Fed is set to continue with its uh, aggressive measures to try and uh, control inflation, the unemployment rate falling. We saw real wages or wages accelerating, and that continues to add concerns around the U.S. inflation picture uh, and expectations that the Fed will have to continue being aggressive, perhaps with these uh, 75 basis point increases or three quarters of one percentage point that we have been seeing over the last few meetings. Yeah, those uh, rate hikes, uh, these bond yield hikes, uh, have been seeing a rise in the US dollar. So that seems to be putting pressure on other central banks across the region and of course across the world as well. And we will have the Bank of Korea meeting for a policy decision this week, among other things we'll be watching out for. Let's start with the Bank of Korea. What are you watching out for in terms of what they will do? Yeah, it's a busy week. And talking about supersized rate hikes, uh, we are expecting the Bank of Korea to move by an additional 50 basis points at its meeting uh, this week. That is on Wednesday, of course, in line with moves that we have seen from central banks like the Fed. However, last week we did have the Australian Central Bank only hiking by 25 basis points after previously going by 50 basis Mm. points. So there are some central banks that are perhaps starting to moderate the pace So we will be watching the Bank of Korea closely this week because it's the big one out. Will we get 50 basis points? That's certainly what the market is expecting. Elsewhere this week, we'll be getting trade data out of China as well. These are the monthly trade figures for September at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. On Friday, external demand for China's exports has been weaker due to the elevated global inflation picture that we've been seeing. And therefore, economists are suggesting that we should only expect to see a very mild growth in both exports and imports. At the weekend, we had some services PMI data route. This is the Taishin services PMI. It shrank over the weekend in the most recent uh, reading, perhaps suggesting that consumers aren't as willing to go out and spend or be engaged in services activity. And we also have, you mentioned this one as well, uh, the National Party Congress kicking off next weekend. Uh, What will we see when it comes to clues there about the state of the economy, what's happening with uh, lockdowns in China, and of course, the changing nature of the Chinese economy as well. Uh, finally, one that we'll be watching here a bit closer to home, we get Singapore's flash Q3 GDP print out. This is also on Friday. And we expect to see expectations for flat growth on a quarter-on-quarter basis. Uh, when you look at the year-on-year number, that could come in at about a 3% gain. But quarter-on-quarter, the number is expected to be only flat economists forecasting anywhere from an unchanged reading quarter on quarter 
to just a rise of 0.3%. Not sure about you, but I'm, mm. I don't know about this one because if you just walk around the streets or try and get a restaurant reservation, particularly over the last couple of months, it's pretty hard to come by one. So yeah, obviously yeah. lots of people out there. We had F1 last weekend. It was great to see so many people out and about. So I don't know. Perhaps economists are... Uh, under forecasting here and we might get a bit of a stronger number when it comes to uh, what's been going on in Singapore because if you just walk around the streets it certainly looks as though they're doing pretty well. As a bit of a head scratcher, right? I was in the US for a holiday and I was at Disneyland and the queues were endless and I'm just wondering where is the recession that people have been talking about? So there'll be one to watch to see if those rate hikes will weigh on the economy and, of course, tighten those purse strings down the road. We will also be watching out for Friday's MES policy decision uh, alongside the GP data. So we'll see if they will also be tightening further. Uh, we've been chatting with Matt Taylor. He is the Senior Director for FTI Consulting. Matt, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks very much. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.